0: Everyone, welcome to the final episode of Being Experiential Podcasting with my lovely Aquarius partner Bethany Evans and myself, Erin Pruitt, Libra. And this is our final show. I know when you said final, I was like, oh,
1: I was like that emoji where you where it's like the the your eyes are all welled up.
0: Yeah, like (laughs) oh, it's our final episode chose the theme of our final show is celebrating, um, celebrating endings through the lens of transformation. So you're going to hear Bethany and I talk about uh, celebrating what we've accomplished, celebrating you, what has happened and saying goodbye at the same time. So, um, you know, oftentimes endings kind of suck and they could be abrupt and it's nice when you can celebrate what you've created together and then kind of proudly wave goodbye yeah. and honoring what's coming mm-hmm. in the future so that's our intention today and I think that's it right yeah and it's 55 episodes so like they've listened know. to us for 55
1: times well even more than that because of our intuitive hits because I was looking at the um Oh yeah. Episode count on on Podbean and it's actually gonna be 90 because 90. We didn't in- include the intuitive hits ones when we would read for people yeah. um, as episodes.
0: So and we stopped doing so. We must have stopped doing that, what like 2530? Yeah, we we got probably people. yeah, we got we were like we were like <laughs> <laughs> great idea, sustainability. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> we're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it just became kind of like oh my God, do we have someone for intuitive hits today? And it became like, you know, one of those extra things where it, it just didn't seem to flow as easily as we had wanted it to, so.
0: And then to get people the time we record, that was like, right. That too. <sighs>
1: okay, so. so how, are, how are you feeling about our last
0: show? I think I'm feeling, um, I think there's, I think always when it comes to endings, I get a little like, almost like reality, reality check. Like, Oh, it's ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is ending. So I think for me, it's not fully cemented that it's done. I think I'm a little slow on the uptake on those things <laughs> like, <laughs> next week. I will be like, Oh, I don't have to re- we're not recording. Oh, like yeah. I don't, I'll probably like freak out that I forgot to do something and then realize it's that something probably going text me.
1: me. She'll probably text me next Thursday. I'd be like, wait, what time are we recording
0: today? <laughs> totally. I'll be like, you oh, like, oh, oh, oh. in. <laughs> and I think there's like gratitude for what we created. And I just, um, it's something it's and sadness. Cause it was something I do look forward to mm-hmm. the effort, uh, never superseded the enjoyment, which I'm yeah before.
1: Yeah, that's true. There, the way that we created it, it definitely was, it became easy, like
0: mm-hmm. in
1: terms of what, how we, I don't know, put it together, how each of mm-hmm. us did. And, and yeah, and recording was always my favorite part, right? It was, <laughs> it was, I, I think I've enjoyed pretty much every single recording. I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed any of them, but, you know, some of them were a little bit more difficult than others sometimes and we'll talk we'll get into that like because we're gonna talk about transformation transformation mm-hmm. can be uncomfortable sometimes um well I'm gonna yeah parts of transformation are going to be uncomfortable I should say it's not <laughs> it's not <laughs> always easy um so yeah I feel it's definitely bittersweet like I said last time it's I I'm noticing my relationship to endings and how I process them and and I tend to want to just like cut it off and be done with it but that's just a a way for me to not feel fully what I'm feeling but I also know that you and I it's not like our relationship is ending um so we're still gonna be working together and talking and seeing each other so that also makes it easier um and then also that the the episodes are still going to be available at least for as long as we are able to keep them up too so that kind of like lives on in a sense
0: (laughs) yeah totally because I know some people had a couple listeners say I'm taking my time. I'm not Ooh. listening too fast since I know it's coming to an end. I'm like, oh, right. That's sweet. I mean, sweet. My voice annoys the shit out of me. So I'm always amazed anyone's taking time to hear it. I'm like, well, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we always,
1: that's, I feel the same way. I, everyone always hates their own voice.
0: <laughs> what do you think your voice sounds like?
1: When I talk, I feel like it sounds a lot more possibly mature than it then when I actually listen to myself I'm like I kind of sound like child
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I sound like more masculine than I think Mm. and then I'm like oh wait and then I do this like like my uh friend Chris he says uh valley girl like I am from San Fernando Valley Mm. and I'll be like I'm and I'll hear it. And I'm like, Oh Lordy, I go from <laughs> to like 13 gir- year old girl. I'm like, Oh Lordy. See? So.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Better than I think I would, I'm glad it's just our voices though, because I would totally, if, if it was our faces, like if we were doing video and stuff, I would, that would be harder for me to look at myself. Cause I'd critique like, Oh my God, I fidget so much and I move around. Like I can't sit still. And the faces I make are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, they are. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, I think like I totally get it because I'm like, oh Lordy, I did that, or oh, yeah. I thought that was gonna look good. Well, right. that was wrong. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um I wanted to kind of share like what is celebrating and like why to celebrate endings. And I think that's one of the things I see so often, especially with executive coaching is how often people work so hard like when people sometimes I hear like oh people don't work hard enough people are kind of lazy and I'm like I don't know I don't agree because I see that people skip over celebrating accomplishments Mm -hmm. and that's what I appreciate as much as I hate to go to graduations I hate (laughs) but I appreciate landmarks or benchmarks to celebrate accomplishments And for me, celebrating is taking the time and it could be something simple and very just with yourself or it could be something really elaborate um, where like a wedding or if you have an anniversary. So to me, celebration is honoring what it took to get there and having it be something that lights you up. And sometimes that feels more sacred. Sometimes that feels more play and fun. And I think, you know, celebrating endings is a, you know, is a gift because I think, and I think it's one of the things we talked about is I think our we're sometimes very good at psychologically knowing, okay, this is ending, da-da-da-da. And spiritually we could feel ourselves moving beyond, right? Like I think of like, yeah. oh, after high school, going to college. Um or I've seen, you know, friends or clients, you know, a divorce and you can feel they're already moving beyond. Yeah. But I don't know if our bodies are acknowledged in this process. Yeah. And when you can acknowledge an ending, I think it gives your, the most densest part of ourselves, the opportunity to be like, oh, okay. I too am letting go of this. I too am letting go of the living at home or the being in this relationship. Or this old job, now I'm going to be over here in this new, like, so to me, it's a way of getting all parts of us to get on the same page yeah. in a way that's more delightful, honoring than it is heavy or making it wrong or. Right. I think the making
1: it wrong, I don't know if we've had this conversation, but we tend to like, when something I notice for me, when we, when something's ending, we'll want to, to make it easier to not feel and be vulnerable about mm-hmm. how we really feel about it will project onto the situation, the job, the person. I think we did talk about this in our, mm. in our unconsciously uncoupling episode. Yeah. But
0: it's is, good to point it out.
1: Yeah, is is we project onto that situation negative things. Like, oh, well, this is why I'm leaving because she was really hard to work with and I, I didn't get paid enough. And you know something like that, when really mm-hmm. it's just us Trying to save ourselves from feeling what we're actually feeling and being vulnerable about it too, um,
0: and it's going down sometimes because I think yeah, I think you and I are both I like for us to choose. We knew we were going to end the show close to about fifty episodes, mm-hmm. and then we checked in, and I think you suggested I think we should go to fifty five, and that's not something I'm. I think you and I are similar. We're like you're done, I'm done, done. Boom, move on. Then, and I, yeah. I, not just end it. I feel like that was, um, on some spiritual level, you had an insight to be like, Hey, I don't think you and I should just end. Yeah. I think we should close out. Right.
1: Cause you know, I think it would have been easy for both of us to do that, but because of what we've created with, and we have listeners who, who were like, we were also thinking about you guys, right? We're like, mm-hmm. we can't just end it. They're going to be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> we're going to get divorced. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like the kids who, um, the parents are getting a divorce and okay. Sure. See you so later. I'm... Yeah.
0: Like dad's moved, dad moved out. Dad wait. moved out. Yes. Yeah. Last night. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, well, we've been having problems for a long time. Well, it could have been nice to like little heads up on that.
1: Right, (laughs) exactly. So that I think is important when you're thinking about ending something too, is um, every party involved, right? Wants, Mm -hmm. needs acknowledgement. It's not just Aaron and I talking to each other. It's like, we had all these guests that came on Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's honoring them. And then also honoring you, our listeners who've been so loyal and amazing And who have come on and we've done readings for you too. So it's, we have personal relationships with you guys. And so it really means a lot to us. Um, I I think also for us to be the examples and the models for how to do things differently is really important for Aaron and I, when it comes to our values as coaches, um, and that, that also is reflective of us choosing to do five more episodes and how, and being very intentional and mindful about it. Um, Mm -hmm based on where, who we are, where we've come from and based on what would benefit you guys.
0: Yeah. So we clear we're in a threesome.
1: Yes, we are in a threesome. Us two and you. <laughs> Us two. Well, <laughs> it sounds like an, or it's actually an orgy, but <laughs> yeah. All t- I don't know how many listeners we have, but
0: I'm I'm freaking out, but you're excited. I'm like, Oh, oh really?
1: you'd be surprised. I'm not actually like a multiple person type person. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it it does
0: it's because you know this, just know it or you've had experience. (laughs) Because
1: I've because I've attempted and it just didn't. But I there's a lot of variables that went into it that I was like, uh I don't know if this is for me. I it's more so just I need to feel comfortable with the person. But I'm just I know me and I'm better one on one with people. So Mm -hmm. even in group settings, it's harder sometimes for me if I don't feel fully comfortable with every single person. It's harder for me to be myself and yeah. open up. Yeah, in sex, you know
0: that's important. <laughs> I love how all of ours, all I our know. conversations end up going to sex. But well, I I don't move on. I'm like, wait a minute. If I was listening, I would want to know. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask it. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right. So part of the show is you our is celebrating, but through the lens of transformation. So Bethany, what the hell is transformation?
1: <laughs> well, transformation is like a a change it's you change in form appearance your nature or your character changes something about you like i'd say physically or visibly changes and it not necessarily have to be like a physical like you see with your eyes but you like when somebody has gone through a personal transformation you can feel the energy about Mm -hmm. them they're like oh you're different you feel different or you're showing up differently you're saying things differently you're acting differently so that's what transformation is it's basically a, a, I feel like it's a deep, uh, visceral change that is mm-hmm. then presented outward, and you can actually show up and basically be in a brand new reality. You know, because yeah. once you change yourself, your your re- whole reality changes. Because then, what happens is people will have to to respond to you the way that you're now showing up. So,
0: exactly. No, I think I think uh, yeah, that's I think the you said, what was the real Say that again. The reality you are in a, cause I well, was you're in a completely this is the time when I'm listening. I'm like, Oh, I'm I don't remember the shit that I say. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Can you repeat it? Cause I didn't write that down. So like
1: when I just talk, I don't remember
0: the shit. I said. Okay, Listen to the show. Damn it. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess we'll go back. We can't,
1: we can't rewind it. Um, the thing is being recorded, but I you're, you're basically in a brand new reality. So the way that you, people are going to have to respond to you differently based on how you're showing up differently. Is that yeah. what you were? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I, think totally it, not... I think
0: it's a great way of looking at it because um, it is a new way of being, right? Like yeah. it's a new way of um, having the world occur to you or having yourself occur to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a good <clears throat> transformation. Like I just fucking love it. Um, Me too. And I, You know,
1: basically, I feel like that's what we've, our entire podcast has been about, right? It's called being because we were wanting to reach people at a deep level to where they can change and transform. Mm -hmm. We didn't ever really use the word transformation, but I think as we got to the end, we realized that's basically what we were doing. And, you know, now you, that's a big focus for you right now with your retreat coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I realized for me that I actually, even in one session with somebody, even if I have one session with them and I never see them again, I can have an impact on people to where it is transformative in a way. Um, and it, I, I recently got to that realization Rose, like, you know, kind of what I do is personal transformation coaching. It's, it's more than just intuitive um, coaching. I mean, it is intuitive, but that that's, and that's what I've always that's what I geek out on. Also, is that's why I love oh, yeah. all these things. Is how can I change and be different? Um, yeah,
0: and I think like for me, there's like love. There's transformation. It's kind of like orgasms. You can have a little mini one. You can have little mini ones back to back. You have one big explosive one. Yep. I I feel like transformation is similar to that, where it can be a little pop of awareness and and the effort sometimes life just happens. Yeah. But sometimes we can actually set up having transformative aha. Like we could really have our ahas in a more like committed fashion. Um, And for me, it's interesting because sometimes when you look at different stages of transformation, it's like they don't all happen like to have a transformation in one area might take fucking years because yeah. it's such a big like or it's an like, onion it's layers and then mm-hmm. other times it's like you focused on it you had it you know like I really want to understand this like I know when Chris died so when my late husband died I knew it was gonna be transformative because I knew that I was in like such a suffering place yeah and I was on my butt. But then there's times when I, I know that I'm seeing something from a, a tunnel view, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I can tell that I'm like, I know I'm seeing, I've got a very narrow viewpoint of this because yeah. I can look at other people. I've heard other, you know, people that are so evolved. I'm like, they would not come to this conclusion that I'm coming to. So and I'm wrestling myself, or I'm really upset. So, how can I expand myself to have more options to respond to what is occurring to me? And usually for me, yeah. my tells are if I'm upset, I'm irritated, or I'm righteous, then I usually am like, ooh. <laughs> no, so, someone's on got a that. little growth area. <laughs> for a transformation Um, I've gotten really good at it to the point where I'll say things like I know that I'm not being very transformative right now but I just need to speak my truth it's probably exhausting to be
1: in relationships with people like you and I who are in this world who just like constantly are like well it's time to do this and everyone's (laughs) like what like what? fuck come on leave me alone
0: Or they try to nail you down and you're like, yeah. okay, am I gonna be my best self? Cause I could get away with this. Yeah. Like I remember Carl just last week. I had he bought bought food, whatever. And he had th- um, I think it was pizza. And I wasn't gonna have I normally don't eat it, but then I was like, oh, maybe. And I lifted it It had pepperoni, hate pepperoni. And I was like, he's like, yeah, it has pepperoni. And I was like, oh. he's like, well, the kids like it. And I didn't say anything. And he started arguing with me and I wanted to not admit I had shitty thoughts about him. Like, yeah. what? Like, hello, so selfish, so rude. What about me? Or even at least ask me, like yeah, get, yeah. consider me in this, in this process. And I knew I could hide behind, did anything come out of my mouth? I didn't say anything, <laughs> but I also was like, is that my best self? Because that's just me yeah. being right in this moment. What I'm committed to is that he's connected to me. Yep. And he's reading my mind yeah, and I right. want that connection. So I either can push him away by not admitting he totally nailed me. He got me that I'm having really good shitty thoughts about him. <laughs> um, and I think it took me a moment. No, actually I did it again. I didn't say anything and I did it again. And he read my thoughts. And that was the second time that I admitted to him. Okay. Okay. Yes. You're right. I'm having really shitty thoughts about you. I would like to be acknowledged that I didn't say him out loud. And he's like, thank you for not saying him out loud. But it was so funny because in those moments, I don't want to be transformed. Yeah. Um, And I have learned in life so far is I can be, sometimes I can get away with it and there's not a lot of cost. Right. <laughs> the majority of the time there's enough cost that I don't want to fucking cause that to happen. Because yeah. I like with Carl, he's a sensitive butterfly. When mm-hmm. I anything around intuition and stuff like that with his own development, if I push him away, he will clam up more with me. And mm-hmm. so I better be very gentle yeah. and really good at cleaning up my shit so for me transformation has so many different cuts and pathways right I'm like well because again we are such complex
1: individuals as humans like we think we know ourselves and then something will happen or and something else and you're like shit I don't know that was a part of me or you know some kind of situation presents itself and you show up a certain way and you're like well I didn't really like that part of me but (laughs) okay here we are (laughs) um but I think that's a really great point for people who are on the leading edge of transformative work and to our leaders and people who influence other people, impact other people's lives. Sometimes I do get tired and I'm like, I just want to be human like everyone else. Why can't I just ignore my shit and project it onto somebody else just for this one time? <laughs> <laughs> Can I please just fit in with everyone else and and pretend like I don't know that it's there? But when you do know and you're aware of it, you're like, okay, like you can't, okay, for a second, let yourself feel it. The feeling of, I really just want to push this down and not acknowledge it. But then that part of me is like, no, it does that, does that. Um, support your values as a human and as a, a business person, right? What you're wanting to create in the world, and you're like, no,
0: it's like it's like you're having
1: a conversation with yourself in your head, <laughs> like, and your, your voice cre- clearly
0: is like an, sounds like no, uh, yeah, it's uh, my, uh, my,
1: my little, you know, my child self is like arguing with the parent, like no, okay, I hear you, yeah, okay, I'll go clean it up, <laughs> it's like a dear
0: teenager. But I think one thing is interesting because I think transformation and when you look at our personalities, right? If you start looking at the way we're built, I think you're a little bit more of a rebel than I am.
1: Yeah. Well that Aquarius is a natural rebel. Yeah.
0: So I do you think t- working in transformative work? Cause I notice with rebels, either they want to like fuck you, I'm not gonna shift, or they get off on that. Like, oh, at least I am. Like there's a there's a <clears throat> I'll do this because the rest of humanity or my family or people I work with don't don't do this like I feel like there's a flavor to rebels yeah for sure Uh, I think there's three different
1: there's three different flavors both of which you already hit which is I'm gonna do it because fuck you Yeah, (laughs) you can't tell me what to do or what not to do um and then there's um what was the other one you said um Well, they're sometimes rejecting it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. I'm, I'm going to transform. I'm going to be, that's more like the, I'm going to be different than everyone else. Mm. And then there's the, that one, like I just said, which is no, I'm going to be like everyone else and I'm not going to change this about myself. Um, and then there's the times where there's like a, the middle area for me, which is, I really can't ignore this. And I know that this is the best thing for me to do. And that's the more calm, peaceful, less rebellious. But I'm like, I know that this is going to be something that people will see as not necessarily rebellious, but it's going against the grain Mm. and it's not coming from a place of fuck you. It's coming from a place (laughs) of, I know I have to do this.
0: And it's, I remember years ago, I don't even remember where I heard it, but I know it came from the Catholic church. So it could be a priest. It could be, I read it. Mm-hmm. Not very many things I quote from my Catholic, my Catholicism, uh, days, days. <laughs> but I remember one time hearing a reading that God doesn't care how you got there, but that you're there. Yeah. So when some people look at their motives, like, well, the reason why I'm a better person, the reason why I'm talking to them is because it was like, sh- like the path was shitty in their opinion. Like yeah. you say, like, well, fuck you. So I'm going to do it. And I just think of like, and I have so many times with clients, like, I don't care how you got there. You could say, fuck you to the whole world, but you got there. Yeah. And, and that's, I don't know, to me, it's like anything because transformation is, can be, I I think one day we might evolve to a place where it's not going to be so painful and such yeah. a kick out well, thing.
1: The reason is because people need to learn how to fully feel their feelings and to acknowledge them. And that's basically, I think what we need to wake up to is that we are really not good at feeling our feelings. And it's really because we haven't been taught, we haven't had the models and because we don't have the necessary tools and resources. Um, So that's, you know, I think that's one of the things you and I do and what we're trying to create for people is giving them tools for things that they don't know how to do. And a lot of it is how, how to manage this feeling that's coming up, this overwhelming Feeling. And then, you know, how do I not ignore it and then take action based on the awareness of it? So Mm -hmm. that's what I think people are getting better at it, but still we have work to do.
0: (laughs) So much. (laughs) much.
1: Because we, again, like, of course, I'm going to mention Teal Swan, but she, you know, she talks a lot about people just see the symptoms of of our behaviors and think that that's what we need to treat, but we Mm. need to go deeper. There's something deeper underneath. The symptom of
0: behavior. I was just have a client who's, who's a therapist and we were seeing yesterday, she used to work mostly just with kids. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, I just, I moved on. I really want to work with adults, especially couples. And I said, yeah, cause you're sick of working with the symptoms. You want to work with the wound, exactly. She's like, yes.
1: That was one of the reasons I stopped working directly with kids as a preschool teacher. Cause I was like, it's actually the parents and the teachers that need more support in understanding the children to help best teach them. Yeah. Um and that's where I felt like I could help more people. I was like mm. the kids are fine. Like if we just like kind of leave them <laughs> alone and not like make them wrong for being who they are, like I think they'll be okay.
0: <laughs> um so then what would you say has you've transformed inside of the podcast? Like where has your Can you hear that? Sorry. No, <laughs> but it looks like like cloud's going by your light is changing.
1: No yeah there was a really loud either helicopter or airplane going across. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you guys could hear it.
0: <laughs> Anyways, not me. <laughs> listeners might have heard it and I'm like just duh. <laughs> what was the question? Um the question was so where have you transformed inside of this year inside of the podcast? Where's some transformation for in me? Mhm. Um I think
1: I've transformed in just my speaking in general, like speaking what's on my mind, not being afraid to show up authentically talking and talking about difficult things, um, sharing my stories that have been hard, um, and recognizing my strengths, I think too, in the world of podcasting and interviewing people, um, Yeah. I just really feel like it's allowed me to step more fully into myself.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I think the one thing that sticks out the most is we recorded someone pretty early on that we ended up, we only think we only had one episode that we didn't, well, one, we didn't put on one that got, we're going to call it spiritually hijacked. Yes. So (laughs) we have two recordings out of all of them that we um, didn't didn't get on technical difficulty and then a choice. And I remember in that my gut when we were interviewing was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And it was pretty early on with you and I, Mm -hmm. and it was transformative because one, I was excited. The transformation was it had already occurred by you and I partnering because I could come to you and we had really great foundation of uh, speak your truth. If it doesn't, if something doesn't feel right, we honor, yeah. we don't have to understand it to honor it. Yeah. And then I think for me, I, um, was, it was a great place for me to both unpack what was my personality that I was butting up against and what was not right. Yeah. Um, reflective of what I wanted to put out there. Yeah. yeah. And, I think that was a big transformative thing for me in a way that I um, both could occur. I think both did occur. There's things for me to see about myself. And I, it didn't mean it didn't negate like, Hey, I'm just not comfortable with this going out because it doesn't feel reflective of what I'm committed to yeah. being in front of our listeners. And for me, sometimes that and, and I wanted to be, or like, all right, well, I kind of screwed up. Maybe I didn't do this well, so forget it. Let it go. Like someone has to be on the hook for something. And mm-hmm. it was like, no one was clearly on the hook, right. yet I still um, knew it wasn't a fit. And, you know, you were great about it. So I think for me, that was really a testament to where I've come from. It was like seeing myself and where I've done in other partnerships. Yeah. And it was real clarity, like, hey, of keep that listening inside me, like, hey, if this doesn't feel right, then you just, you know, you and keep speaking to it and keep bringing people around you Mm -hmm. that you're going to work with who honor that feeling
1: as much as you do. Yeah. Would you, is it like in the past you would have needed to have an actual reason? Because you were saying like, and and just the feeling was reason reason enough, was that kind of what it was for
0: you? Part, partly I, I've done it before where it, the feeling, like if I got a feeling, I, I was pretty good at that, but where I also was seeing the lessons for myself. So when it gets more muddied, I can be like a fuck it, whatever, just send it out or fuck it. No, we're not sending it out. Like I want to make it wrong rather than seeing where I could grow okay. and seeing how it wasn't a fit mm. for the type of work I wanted to put out in the world. So Wait. to have that be both, was, uh, a shift for me and that, and being in a partnership that you could deal with, like you could hear it, you could be in the complication of it and be mm-hmm. like, give your feedback and also be like, yeah, I see where this wouldn't be a fit. So it was, it was nice to be in a team where I could be like wrestling myself and have a certainty around things. Yeah. 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 Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it was tricky at the time, but, um, it
1: was, yeah, yeah, it was, we've had a lot of uncomfortable conversations Yeah, throughout the year, that people don't, yeah. People don't necessarily hear about or see that have just been mm-hmm. between Aaron and I. So, so many of those have really helped me too, because I think Aaron, like we've talked about, doesn't step over things so mm-hmm. she can feel something. And I'm very much the just because of my past and what I've been through, I tend to just go inward. And I, my story is like, nobody cares anyway, how I feel. I can't really show up and say exactly how I feel. So I'm just going to hold it in or pretend it's not there just so we can work together. And Erin's like, not that right. If she's like, well, what's going on? Or, you know, like she'll like probe. And it's so that also, I think the reason I was able to step into more of who I was was because Aaron allowed me the space for it by not letting me overstep things and bringing it to the forefront. Because I think it's not that I I don't want to do those things, but um, there's always that fear that if I do, it's not going to be used against me. So that has been really transformative in our partnership in building the trust with you especially with women. Cause I, you know, like we've talked about, I think on the podcast um, because of my mother wounds and just like even my sibling wounds um, and just mean girls, <laughs> mean girls from school wounds. Um, I haven't had the best track record with trusting female relationships. So
0: mm. it's yes. so funny. Cause that's one of the questions, like where do you see the transformation? Mm-hmm. That's what I saw with you was that, um, not stepping like to the point where you would step over and to me it was a reflection of oh you must come from a family where they step over shit like the elephant's not being called out in the room right and not that you won't do it yeah but you also are were okay if it was stepped over whether it was me or you it was equal opportunity and I didn't and I was like at first I was like and then it became a joke like oh give it a second Aaron's gonna say something yeah (laughs) And for me, I think the transformation is, yeah, you are um, the, the, it's, it's interesting because it's too, you're also the awareness, like you're all, like you're processing so quickly, like, oh, I wanted to step over this or, and you'll like talk about it while, like your insights happening while you just did something. I'm like, like, it's yeah. so fast Yeah. That, to me, I laugh because who you have been probably, I don't know how many months now, is not someone that steps over stuff. Like, you're just, right. like,
1: already. I say it in the moment.
0: Yeah. And I'm, like.
1: holding on to it, which is what I, my pattern of the past was hold on to it, think about it, make it. But I think that was the reason. It was, like, I really need to make sure that what I say comes out right. Um, but then by that time, it's like so far in the past, it's like (laughs) the other person's like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I could see you being like, fuck now, how do I bring this up so much later? Um, and I didn't know it took the podcast that I didn't know that you had, um, experiences with women that had, you feel like, I don't know if I can trust women or I don't lean into those relationships as easily as I might with males. and I think I just fucking because you work with them so much, right? But I think an in interpersonal I was so I was just surprised because I just like I noticed I always choose to be with women, like the poor men in my like I love them, but I'm I, and the men actually the other day I was like, they were gonna do just girls get girls night out. And one of the husbands was like, will you stop fucking saying that, Aaron? Why about the guys? And I'm like, why can't you guys hang out? I was like, we don't do it like. We need you guys. Men Don't initiate that shit. And he said, We don't talk. We need you guys thus far. We need you guys to help us have the conversations you're having on your lady hour. Like he's like, I, We don't, we're not there. Right, they need it. help. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh. And he's like, I feel like you're like the soldier behind. Soldier behind, Aaron. Soldier behind. <laughs> right. But it's, just,
1: I think that's a really good reflection of where men are at in general right now and probably all the time, but aren't willing yeah. to admit it, which is they really do need us to lead them w- when it comes to things like community, emotions, relationships, because they're so they're good on their own. They can just be good on their own and, you know, not worry about it, but they that they need help navigating that stuff.
0: <laughs> Carl and I went golfing recently and a girlfriend, a friend of both of ours is struggling. And I said, well, I'm going to be in the cart with her. And he's like, why? I want to be in the cart with her. And I was like, baby, they, we need to have a deep conversation. He was like, I can have a deep conversation. I'm like, no, Aww. will you have a deep conversation? He's like, and he looked at me like, I will have a deep conversation. I got it anyways. I got her in my cart. Of course. But, but he kept driving I up to heart. listen. <laughs> and I was like, we were fighting over you. And she was like, you were? And I was like, yes, I won. That's awesome. I'm still better at doing it deeper. Yeah. And I don't step over shit. And then, you know, but it was so funny because that is not the Carl who I started with three years ago. Like he's shifted. Yeah. And yeah. So,
1: okay. Direct reflection of your relationship, but I want to go into how I've seen you transform this year. I feel like you've put yourself out of your comfort zone and tried things that you never would have tried because, <laughs> because <laughs> of the things that I we suggested here on the podcast and exposed yourself to different types of people because as much as a as you are a very social person, you're also a very private, selective person about yeah. who you allow into your space and I noticed that and I was like oh that's interesting and I don't know if it's just because you easily allowed me into your space or it just kind of happened naturally with us where I just assumed you were like that with everybody mm-hmm. and so but when so I noticed like I feel like I could feel your almost like internal panic sometimes um when it comes to whether it was like people you didn't know being on or practices I was bringing up and even the pussy book club like that. (laughs) You can see Aaron's face right now. I knew that put you out of your comfort zone. And I, I think I saw you open up so much more, but also at the same time, finding your boundaries in terms of like, yeah, I just don't, this just isn't for me or, but at least you kind of exposed yourself to it. Whereas before I feel like you probably would have just not even tried.
0: Totally. I, yeah. um, I pretty much was like, so it was the Pussy book club was like the best one because that was, um, it, it's funny. Cause I I'm such a sexual being. I'm so, I love sex, but I like it the way I like it. And yeah. I think that it was like, oh, do these exercises. And I thought at first I'm like, fuck, I just took it on. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm committed to being coachable because I want, I believe in karma that way, where if mm-hmm. I'm, I need to give what I want in return with clients. Right. So I was like, oh, and I knew that you were leading the parade. So I was like, I really thought you were going to have me do so much more than i did you're a lot more generous i probably would have had you do more if i was <laughs> in that parade so that's where i'm probably just an asshole no but i i try not to push people because i know what
1: it feels like for me when people push me and like i shut down so maybe that's just a reflection of how i show up too oh,
0: okay. uh, and i
1: didn't want you to shut down so i was like I'm,
0: what i, I gotta, know <laughs> yeah i know i wouldn't have shut <laughs> down have, i would have pitched him much because I thought you were going to take one thing I didn't really care about doing was the pole dancing class. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, I can go like, and there was something else that I was like, mm. so to me, I can't remember what it was to me doing any, like, I was like, fine, I'll look at my pussy. I'll get a mirror out. Okay. <laughs> and I was amazed at when I did do certain things differently, how, um, who I was, like how I was with Carl, like, I just remember the one time that I was like, oh, I'm gonna have Carl trim my hair and like, I I got waxed, but I didn't trim it so he could do it. And he was like, why would I do that? Right. And and later he said, like, I don't know how I've never trimmed pussy hair. Right. I don't want to hurt you. And I got, remember I got pissed. I kicked the chair. I was like, fuck you. And I was like, my pussy is a truck driver. And Is like you don't want a piece of this fuck you, <laughs> and he was, was like, You're mess. a nut job, yeah. like so. Was- I think there was so much in that space that I um I got to explore and I got to uh watch other women. I to me there's there's something about, and I think that pussy book also gave. The language around witnessing, witnessing another, and to see so many women have profound shifts, yeah. I was just like, "Wow!" And it was nice to see you. Like you, like you're definitely more vassal in that area than I am. Like I can, I'm great, I'm solid, but I'm not cutting edge. And I think it takes <laughs> someone cutting edge lots of times to, yeah, keep inviting people to stretch and grow. And watching women grow in their own sexual desire and exploration and confidence and understanding is like, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, that was definitely like one of the favorite things, like some of the tools, like anything we did with the pussy panel practices were even though I'd already done a lot of the stuff, it was the being with other women doing the same thing and Mm -hmm. sharing my experiences and also redoing some of the things or trying new things. Mm -hmm. But being witnessed, I think is the biggest thing, like you said, because of my wounding around relationships with women, it was really important for me to lead it by being vulnerable and sharing parts of myself um, with other women and then having them do the same and Mm -hmm. being held and like even coming to the group when you're, you know, be like, Hey, I'm going through this and like seeing all the women who would be like, I'm experiencing this right now and be super vulnerable about whatever they were experiencing in the group was just like amazing to me. Um, watching other women changes you for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it you're not specifically doing the thing that they're doing, it's just the witnessing of that woman, be mm-hmm. vulnerable and show up that way, um, is definitely change. It, it's a transformative experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, what were some of your favorite tools that we used or we recommended to people
0: i feel like so there's i've got a blend of tools and people like i really loved uh, Maida's, um yes. human design yeah i thought that was key and understand i was trying to explain to izzy she's like well what does it look like i said it's like astrology but it really talks about your, like your body, your physicalness of how you move in the world. Right. I explain this in a simple way, but I know for me, um, understanding Carl yeah. was like, oh, and once I, it clicked, it was like one of those like, ahas, like we were talking about earlier about transformation. It was just one of those, like, just because we had the conversation with Maida, I was like, oh, I got it. Like, this is, how he is. He's not resisting me. He's doing it. And I think understanding you, because you guys were so different in particular areas, so mm-hmm. different from me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I loved, I loved that. So to me, some tools are utilizing other people. Oh yeah. Seeing, I mean, we've had Kelly Evans on, I bl- love the healing work, yes. you know, uh, crystals. I think I think you two the line. well, maybe. I I love crystals, but I think you love crystals even more. Like, I'm like, like wow. I'm such a nerd about it. <laughs> well, and I know this because, you know, we both work out of the healing portal. And you'll go in and play with the crystals. Yeah. And I, that doesn't even occur to me. Like, I'm <laughs> like, uh-huh. Well, I, I don't say play with them necessarily.
1: Yeah, but what happens is I have somehow became one of Kelly's, um, what did she call she called it on some on instagram something display fairies or something like that um (laughs) yeah but i i really do enjoy the aesthetics of placing something to make it look appealing i think that's my taurus energy um and so i've we're now help me and another woman named laura are helping kelly with like her display shelves and Uh, how the crystals are set up and which and I just fucking love that shit it's like I geek out on it and so I guess that is what you what you mean when you say play with them I just like to make them because like to me they're they're aesthetically beautiful so Mm -hmm. I I love placing them in a way that highlights how they look and Kelly's
0: place is the perfect place to do that so it's kind of like a playground for me (laughs) and I watch and I'm like wow that's like (laughs) I appreciate it and I'm it is decorating and like, even though it's retail and it's really just presenting in a way that's yeah. highlights what you do for people, but I'm like, it's complicated. It looks like yeah. you guys like are do geometry. Like you can see depth <laughs> and it layers and color. I'm like, Oh my Lord.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of factors that go into it. For sure. <laughs> like the lighting. Cause then you're like, no, you can't like, cause there are some crystals who are, that are like, you need the light to shine yeah. on them like Labradorite for example and you're like well it doesn't really look from this angle it doesn't really look like you can't really see the way how pretty it is so yeah I'm like well what do we do do we move it or do we put lights there you know so it's all of that kind
0: of stuff going so, on and I'm like oh Aaron's just like yeah that looks good yeah okay, but
1: <laughs> like, what
0: do you we're really- like Aaron, you want to help us and she's like no no I don't <laughs> And no, I don't think you, if I ever did help you one day, you'd be like, yeah, no, we, and you were like, oh no. You have
1: to come in and try to do your, sh- and do your shelf one time. You have to. Okay. Or she's like, Just try it out with us.
0: I uh, Maybe I could pay out some try big it. pieces. And then as soon as I want to tap out, I get to tap out. Okay.
1: You do like the bare bones of it, like, and we'll like finish, finish the rest. How about that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like, yeah. You do like your highlight pieces. But I do love what I love about, and this is the, there's so many tools out there for transformation. Yeah. And what I love is every um, season, do we change it every season or every month?
1: We've been changing it monthly or it's been like now six weeks. It just really depends on when we, when we can all actually
0: do it <laughs> i love like okay aaron what do you what do you feel is the crystals needed for the season i love that part because then i sit and i'm like oh this is what the season it's like the our intuitive hits it's like Ooh, yeah. what's coming up mm-hmm. that can help people and i love sage and incense so to me one of the tools that we can keep utilizing is other people's skills yes and their always. expertise and um also just practical tools of from saging incense from feng shui cards
1: yeah tarot and cards
0: it could shift yeah i told i have a client where they're kind they're struggling like all this maybe a separation and one of their commitments is they might um, putting an Oracle deck each day of how they're feeling. And that's how they'll, as they're not, as they're deciding if they're together or not together, they both like Oracle decks and putting a, a card in front of, um, like in the living room and they have a little placeholder. It's like, that's how I'm feeling or this yeah. is what I need. And I yeah. thought it's such like a cool way to, a gentle touch to stay connected without talking because that's their commitment is like, I need to go do my own work. Yeah, and we'll talk, we'll come back and talk when we
1: can. Well, yeah, transformative work isn't necessarily it's it's a very uh, individual process. It's not you're not doing it with other people necessarily, like people can witness you doing it. But because we're all individuals, it's all happening within ourselves. Um, it, other people can influence it, but it's all up to you. And yeah, that's why it's important to find your own process, which We've that's what we've kind of tried to do throughout this whole year, too, is giving you so many exposure to different people and practices and tools and um, all that experiences that so that you can find your own process because it's going to look different for everyone. Some of my other ones were um, Liz having Liz on with the chakra yoga. Mm. I mean, her episode was before we did the pussy panel episodes, Mm -hmm. hers was the highest episode for such a long time. And it probably is still up there, but I just absolutely loved her combination of chakra um, work and yoga. Liz Um, O'Brien,
0: you can follow her. Yeah. Liz
1: O'Brien. She's not, she's a very, she's not like super on social media though. So
0: (laughs) it's kind of like. It's like when you get to a certain level, like, well, do I want to work with people? Maybe I don't. Right. And you and I are like, no, we want to work with people. Yeah. Like, follow yes. us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different energy. <laughs> right. And
1: then of course, human design with Mida. Um, some of our episodes that I, I don't remember specifically the practices, but how to love being with yourself, mm. I think is a really good one. And then the sh- we did one on shadow stuff. We called it shadow mm. shit. I don't even remember that episode, but I was like, oh shit, we did that episode like that one. I think if you want to go back and listen to those, and then of course, crystal Rit- rituals with Kelly, and then the erotic blueprint quiz because that was something mm-hmm. I'd never done. That what came out of our pussy uh, book club panel. That one was really eye opening for me. And I, I use it,
0: too. yeah, and yeah. I use it. It's one of the tools I now use with my um, couples. Yeah, because I'm like, do you know like Right. What what pleases them in bed? And they're like, well, yeah, I have an idea. Like, if you were to theme it. Woo. I'm like, all right, we're gonna yeah. We're gonna send that out and just get a sense of it. And I pair it up with the five love language tool free quiz. Yes. Yep. Those are probably my most common quizzes that I send. And I yeah, they're neat because it's just so different, but yet they can complement. Those
1: ones are really good for couples or um or because like, yes, it helps you understand yourself, but generally people have a good understanding of themselves already. It's how to be with the other person is why it's so helpful.
0: And I'll do it's it with the data. Great. Yeah. And dating too. They're yeah. like, well, you know, I've one, I have a couple of clients that are moving potentially into a relationship. I'm like, send them the quiz. They're like, oh, yeah, really. And I'm like, well, you already have them go find yeah. out people. Like I like, I drive my clients crazy. Cause I'm like, listen, you already banged it out why is it weird to ask these intimate questions you were doing one of the most intimate things you could do well that is a good question erin and
1: i think that is like a topic i would love to dive into (laughs) (laughs) it tells a lot about again that's like i don't know intimacy is not just physical intimacy but no yeah but people i don't know we have a lot of hangups in that emotional area
0: yeah and kind of looking at like okay what's yeah so I think I, I love it. And I love where people become more transparent with what they need. And I think those quizzes are like tools to, to say, yeah, you know, I want this. I want more of this. Right. Um real quick, it's kind of yeah. off topic, but I'm just so curious. You posted this week about uh, Teal, um, what's her first name? Teal Swan teal swan like i'm like i almost said dove i was like teal dove no it's not that close <laughs> uh-huh. she said millennials are they entitled yeah what was the answer because i couldn't get my volume on this is, everyone um, just enjoy this for a moment are millennials
1: ex- entitled this she is just- explained why millennials feel entitled um she wasn't saying that it's actually true or it was more so be- she- they're trying to get people to understand why they feel that way, mm-hmm. which is because they have grown up in a system where they come into it and they're like, well, basically everything is at the hands of, of somebody else. Basically, like I have no power. So of course, if that's how they're feeling, they're going to come across as, as, as entitled because they're going to be like, well, you have to do it for me um, because they feel like they don't have the power or they're, they're like, at least what, the, what is it? A, the era they were born into their view of it is that other people have power over me or I can't. So if I want to raise, I have to go to my boss. Like you're the one who can give me a raise. It's not up to me. Um, That's kind of what she was explaining. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It caught my eye. I was like, Oh, what is that? I know
1: the stuff that she posts sometimes. I'm like, Oh God. Like that's why I love following her. She makes me think and she challenges my beliefs
0: uh, on, on the daily. So, (laughs) um, so here's some questions. Do, okay. Is there any, do you, I think we covered this, but we, we, one of our questions was, is there any episodes that helped you transform personally? Do you feel like we covered that or do you have something you want to add?
1: No, I think um, for me, it was just both of the book club panels, not just the pussy one, mm-hmm. but both being in both. Because again, we already talked about it was my um, relationships with women and being able to show up and be vulnerable, especially I think even more so maybe the second book club panel because it was um wasn't the book I chose necessarily not that I didn't enjoy the book but I think also having different types of women in that group um Mm -hmm. to where I could possibly feel like they were going to judge me uh was important for me to still show up as myself
0: yeah because we definitely picked I mean it was two different energies yeah and I don't know what the, I mean, I just remember thinking like the second book, I was like, hi, cause the first book, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So it was like, can we yeah. really be doing, who'd be willing? Cause great. we have to do these practices because there's no reason to read the book and not do any of the practices. It's a workbook pretty much. Yeah. In So many ways. Yeah. The second, I was like, what if we, cause we had such a great transformation the first time I was like, what if we actually pick people that have a hard time stepping into this vulnerable way and I remember it being like oh my god this this is almost painful watching <laughs> the first two people. episodes <laughs> like have you ever it's like vulnerability is on the other side of a glass and their faces are smashed up against the glass and you're like just open the door just open yeah, the window, just open the window <laughs> just open and the I window can't <laughs> It's so true. Stop looking like it's not painful because it looks horrible. And they're just like, "Yeah, this is good." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it was, and I just heard, um, what's his name? The mask comedian um, actor who played it was in the mask, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I saw, I saw a video, and he said, "Depression is the body's way of saying I need deep." rest because i'm sick mm. of the fucking character you're making me play. Mm. I thought wow. that was such a good quote for when we listen when we read or listen to Glennon Doyle's Untamed because it was like women were sharing over and over again how emotionally they were suffering and and, yeah. and struggling in the world and physically and it was like wow and in that way there many women were like i'm sick of the character I'm playing like I I'm done. Yeah. And it is depressing, I think, to it not is. get to not whether you can't or choose not to whatever or however you got there, not fully being yourself.
1: Right. Or showing up as yourself. And, and because you've been wearing a mask for so long, people think that that's not the real you. And they still want to relate to you as how you've been showing up. And then when you do show up as yourself, they're like, What's wrong with you, yeah. This
0: isn't you, <laughs> and you're like, but it is, <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, like, no chapter, and it makes you feel alone. That was something that I think I was one thing intuitively I knew, and maybe it's because I had so much time in facilitating, like, I so trained in that. Mm-hmm. But when I knew I was shifting after Chris died, I told people, I'm shifting, I'm changing, you might not like who this is, who I'm becoming, and they're like, What is that? But I don't know but I'm just warning because I knew who I was going to come on the other side of this transformation was not necessarily everyone's cup of tea and it wasn't. And some people weren't my cup of tea. Yeah, And I think that that's like, I guess we didn't say that, but that's a gift in your transformation. It's the, for me, the litmus test is, am I happy with who I'm being? yes mm-hmm. and i like if you were depressed and now you're not that i'm not going back there no fucking person is going to make me and glennon does a great glennon doyle does a great way of saying i don't fuck i won't do it for my kids i won't mm-hmm. do it for my country i will not do it for my religion i am yeah. not going to be something that i don't want that's not true to me and i think that is a great way of like not looking to your outside world to validate if who you are is right it's like looking into you yeah. and then if you have to tell the outside world to fuck off like and fuck off. It's going to happen. I mean, if like
1: we had said in the beginning, if you're going to be in a brand new reality, some of those people aren't going to be there because they're not going to vibe with your new reality. <laughs> and then you're and then new people are going to come in who are going to vibe with it. Um so it's not like you're losing anything, but it, it's hard I think for some people because especially and I get it, you You may have to stop having relationships with even family members or close friends that you've had for a long time, or even like partners, right? that's when relationships ended and romantic partnerships, even businesses, jobs, like so many things end when you are becoming someone new. And if you're afraid of having something brand new in your life, that's what's gonna keep you from actually transforming and being that new aspect of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're come to the part of what we wish each other for the future. You want to go okay. first or you want me to go first? Well,
1: it's in the script that you go first. Okay. So okay. <laughs> you go first.
0: <laughs> well, my wish for you, Bethany, is um that it feels that you keep showing up as you, as this powerful. Uh, you there's so much love inside you but it's wrapped up in a warrior like that's how you feel to me like yeah you are a warrior and but as you keep showing up and honoring yourself that it just comes back to a thousand times because I see in you what you were handed as a child like the trauma was something that could have had you close up. It could have had you withdraw. It could have had you become bitter, mean, and who you instead is like, you've filled yourself up and you're filling yourself up with self-love and to be loved by someone who knows how to love themselves, especially in the face of not being loved in unconditional ways, their whole Childhood, adulthood, at whatever point, to me, that's a special kind of love, right? I can love because I was shown it, like I was modeled over and over again. Mm-hmm. um It's like being raised in like a gymnastics family, right? Like I can do tricks because I was raised that way. You yeah. threw yourself into it, and I think that that kind of love is freakishly powerful, in the like most, like the most, like wow, like. So to me, I just want that love to keep coming back to you and reflected in love, abundance, being honored. So you keep seeing the world reflect back to you, like you're doing it great. Like wow, you're doing it great. Thank you. That
1: made me all misty.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> good. like making an Aquarius misty. I know. Like, it. it doesn't happen often. No. Okay. <laughs> I was saying I've been working for a year now. I was going to say, have you ever
1: seen me cry? I don't even know. Have seen me cry? When we've done theta healing, you've seen me cry. Yeah,
0: but not on the show. Not like
1: yeah. Uh, Okay, okay. What I wish for Aaron is I know the grand visions that you have for what you want to create in the world and the, I don't want to say obstacles, but I know they feel like obstacles to you and it's not necessarily physical obstacles. I know it's all internal where you're, you're like, shit, I have to do this. And if I want to get, get here. Mm-hmm. And I, what I wish for you is it to be easeful, So for you to just overcome whatever it is you feel like is in the way in order mm-hmm. for you to actually create what you want to create. And I see you already doing that. And we were just even talking about before we started recording um, about how we learn and learning styles and um, how Erin sometimes feels like she works so much harder. Mm-hmm. And what I wish for you is to, for you to not work as hard as you think you need to work, <laughs> for it to be easeful, for it to be fun mm-hmm. and to know, to just know that it's going to be created because you're coming from such a good, pure place. Um, Mm -hmm. and because the work that you do is very transformative and can help so many people. And because you're so good at, like, this is what I love about you. That is not my strength is working with large groups of people. Mm -hmm. And that I think is how we can transform the world for the better, faster. And I know that you can do that. And so what I wish for you is to get the support that you need, um, in order to get you to that
0: place. Oh, thank you. It's like, you Mm -hmm you dipped into my dream box and pulled it out and <laughs> yeah it with me, so thank you you're welcome oh I feel like we know each other so well I know <laughs> Boy, Fair <laughs> signs
1: look at we can get mushy we can get mushy we can we're not going to actual sh- actually shed tears but we will get really <laughs> close to it <laughs>
0: oh, Bethany when I we went camping uh, uh-huh. last month there was a moment where we were honoring uh we had been camping the same group for like before i was born and there was acknowledging of people who've passed and chris, mm-hmm. chris being one of them and yeah. Izzy was bawling like that whole emoting bawling like the whole body and she looked at me and she's like what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you because I'm just like, I'm in it. I'm like with her, I'm holding space. I was holding right. space. And later she goes, Sometimes you scare me because you don't show your emotions. And I said, I oftentimes do it privately. Yeah. And I said, I don't know why. I don't know if I'm built that way or if it's a barrier that I'll break through. But is I, what do I, like when our really close friend died, I said, What? She goes, Yeah, you wanted to go do it privately. Like, and privately could be with a couple people. And, uh, and, but she looks at me sometimes like I'm a goddamn freak show that (laughs) doesn't have emotions. And I'm like, if you could live inside my body, you would know it's not happening.
1: See, I don't know if that's an air sign thing or just a being vulnerable thing, or because you and I maybe just grew up similar in that we feel like we have to hold space for other people. Therefore Mm -hmm. we break down by ourselves and, or, but I, I know for me as a parent, and I think, our kids will grow up and realize this when they become parents is you are holding space for her. Mm -hmm. If you break down, you're afraid that she won't feel safe. That's what I know for me with Kingston is I don't want him to feel like I can't, I'm not there for him. Like I need to be his Mm -hmm. rock. Um, especially if, because I'm a single parent, right. And you are basically a single parent too. Um, uh, so we have to be both. We have to be the rock and then also the nurturer. And it's like when they're in breakdown mode, you you're you have to hold the space for them. Yeah. You don't have time to break down
0: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, sometimes I think that I just naturally put my emotions. It's like moving it aside. Yeah. And when I'm no longer needed, I can then pull my emotions forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I also know when I'm the one that people are holding space for, there's, t- there's been many times that I'm like, I know I'm the one stepping forward in the emotion and I don't shy away from it. But if it, if I'm needed, it's, I can't do both. I don't process my emotions as well when someone else is in the thick of it.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. I took, yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so what, couple things left, what is up next for you? Well, what's up next for me,
1: it's been a really interesting couple of months. Structures have been kind of breaking down around me, (laughs) like in a good way. I'm going through my own transformation at the moment, and especially with my business to the point where basically everything that I had as a foundation is being uprooted and changed. Um, Even just this week, realizing, okay, I don't think I'm going to keep my website as it is. I'm going to switch over to a different platform. Um, And even like the like Instagram I do a lot on Instagram and I'm like it doesn't feel right for me to show up as I have anymore I like and and share as much of what I do share on Instagram and there's this real part of me that's like again there is the part of me that's like a little bit like resentful or like oh I don't get back what I give um and wanting it to be equal energy exchange and yes as much as that is a wounded part of me I, there's also truth in it is like where am I putting my energy and does it feel Um, does it feel like it nourishes me as much as I'm, you know, giving out? So I'm moving a lot of my content over to Patreon where you can also have, um, where you can purchase, uh, my content like have a monthly subscription to everything that I post. And in that space, I mean, some of it will be free as well, but in that space, I feel like I will be able to show up more authentically also because on Instagram, you kind of have to censor yourself if you want people to see you, which is frustrating mm. for me when I want to talk about sex and I want to say shit and fuck and, and all that stuff. And-, yeah, <laughs> and-, no. and they won't show your content when you have those things in there. So it was kind of just a wake up call for me. Like constantly being bombarded by fake accounts and scammers and pay to have followers. And like, it just, the energy on Instagram was like, I'm not trying to knock it, but I just don't feel like it's the space for me anymore. So I'm moving over to Patreon. I'm still going to be doing YouTube. Um, and then, uh, yeah, kind of re- rebranding myself in a sense of I'm not doing the embody pussy wisdom stuff anymore. I had a session with Lisa Gottwals who we had on, um, our podcast a few episodes ago. And it was really clear that that pussy wisdom stuff was more for me and my own e- healing than it was for me to actually mm. do with other people. So I had started a master class and it was, it became really difficult for me to finish it. And I was like, I don't know why I can't do it. And she's like, yeah, it doesn't feel like you're meant to. And it was like the permission I needed to just not do it. Mm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, but through the creating the, the um, I, I had created an outline for the masterclass through it. I realized my step by step process that I had done for myself that I also now help other people through. It doesn't necessarily have to be with sex or sexuality or or pussy wisdom, it was more so just empowerment and and in transformation in that. So that kind of became my structure for. How I work with people. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So I got so much out of it without realizing what I was actually doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I realized also I, I started showing up as not myself. Like I started trying to, like, oh, I need to do a master class. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it was all because I felt like I had to show up on Instagram as to to keep up with everyone else. You know, so that was another realization I had. So um, what's next for me is a, a new podcast. I am gonna start. A new podcast for myself, which was, oh, had been in the back of my mind. Even if, even if you and I were to continue, I was like, oh, I'm going to do both, right? Because I think podcasting has just become something I really enjoy. Um, so you can look out for that. Um, and then again, yeah, uh, YouTube, Instagram, doing one on one sessions. I'm at Kelly's place. And um, as of right now, that's about it, just taking it day by day.
0: <laughs> well, I just love, I appreciate you sharing because so often we're in a culture of ta da. Yeah. And everything behind the scenes yeah <laughs> so it's not exciting <laughs> well it actually i think it's more exciting like yeah. i'm not yeah that's why i don't do. step over shit i'm always like trying to peek behind people's lives i drive yeah. carl and izzy crazy uh because i like walk by a house and i'm like oh look inside Oh, look how and they're like you're yeah. such a voyeurist and i'm like i want to see the real mm-hmm. like i want to see people's real so to me thank you for like you know people at Oftentimes we'll do the unveiling of something grand rather than show you the work of what it took to build it Yeah. or the uncertainty of so many next steps. Like, I don't know, maybe this or not. Look at that. And I'm, you know. Yeah. And that's really been my
1: experience as an entrepreneur and, and in this business is my business has changed so fucking much. Like I've gone through probably like four transformations where I completely, changed my direction, my approach. And it's frustrating to me sometimes, because again, I want to be like everyone else on the internet. And it's like, mm-hmm. I have this new masterclass and I have this. And I'm like, you want to work with me one-on-one? Like that's basically all I have to offer
0: you. <laughs> I, I know, because I took to me, I totally get it. Cause I was thinking about this. I've been in my own business seven years, but I've been doing, and that's, without any other job. Before that, I was like three, three and a half right. years. And I'm like, fuck. Like I, looking at, I wish more people would show the outline of what they did to get where they are, like look yes. behind. Cause we're always, that's the ta-da, like looking forward. Right. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause when I decided to start my own business, I originally took a lot of things that I did with my day job where I worked with teams and did things and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And it was hard. and I remember like I think it was, I was I my parents someone talking to someone they're like, but isn't this where your majority of the money is coming from? I'm like, it is. What the fuck am I gonna do? And yep. it was, and I want to acknowledge like you and anyone else out there that will put now money is totally important. of course. So. at the same time, putting your purpose and putting like having it be reflective of especially in the healing coaching world to say i'm gonna put i'm gonna honor my voice and who i'm supposed to be and what gifts i have first above money Yeah, the sacrifice of that and the fucking scary part because you're a single mom You have a child, you have to raise, you know, you have bills to pay and you're going, I'm going to take this scary risk, but I know I need to do this for me. I need to do this for my future. So
1: yeah, the sacrifice, yeah. That I don't think people realize too. being an entrepreneur, there are times where you're going to be completely broke and I'm not even going to lie. That's been my reality, Mm -hmm. um, the last couple of months and it's been really scary to, admit that. And I think there's also the, the shame in that you want to show up a certain way and you want people, you want to make it seem like you have it all together. And it's not that I don't like, I'm not, like I, I am handling things the way I need to handle it, but I also am very aware of other people's judgments and opinions. And I don't want to either worry people, right? You <laughs> do. And, and, and all of that, but, um, the sacrifice, you have to make sometimes in realizing, okay, this is going to be a month or two where I have to really scale back on things and see what really matters. But it's also a gift because you realize what you can live without and, um, and how to budget and how to, how to like where your money's actually going. And another thing too, is where I realized I was like, I may have to get another temporary job doing something that, I, of course, I'll do something that I would, wouldn't mind doing, but it's not going to be an education or coaching. It's going to be something kind of mindless where it's like, you know, I'm going to serve or, or um, do something like that or go deliver food, something silly that's just mm-hmm. going to have some other income until I get my business up and running to where I want it to be. Um, and that's another thing I think doesn't get talked about a lot either on the entrepreneurial journey is making sacrifices that way, where you have to supplement income in places where you, we have this grand idea that it's just going to, I'm just going to grow overnight and I'm going to have a full, you know, full, full clientele and it'll just be like that consistently. And there's a lot of ebbs and flows with money, um, oh. month to month and, one month you may make like twice as much, three times as much as you made the month before. And then the next month you're like, well, that just dropped
0: dramatically. (laughs) Totally. I'm so with you. And it's, and the way we have to, we can make it mean so much. Yeah. And it, I think there's some, you could play with it. Like to me, money, I used to be like, oh, it's reflective of, I'm going to use it as a measuring for how well I'm doing. And I'm like, actually in this intuitive world, it it does, it's not conducive. I find that I I keep wanting to play, like, okay, keep being playful, trust. There's certain things I know for me, but it's not parallel to the work you bring to the world. Like it's not
1: yeah it's not connection. a
0: reflection of who
1: you are right it's de- yeah. when you're in breakdown or you're in a transformational space where you are diving deep mm-hmm. like it's not a reflection of who you are because there is going to be you coming out of it and that's where you learn where you actually learn who you are and and oh, if you yeah. believe in yourself and trusting yourself in the universe
0: yeah and i think that people might understand that more because i think covid it is been a huge yeah. time and so things have been taken off the table um and I think it's interesting because I don't totally understand it, but I heard someone say, you know, the, cause it's really like employees are needed now. Like there's so many job openings and one, uh, shoot, I was talking to my friend um, who keeps track of this shit. And she was like, yeah, actually people are saying they're living with, they learned how to live with less and they prefer having the time and their life balance than going out to the workforce like they did before COVID. And I'm like, wow, yeah, look, that's like a, how many people have you and I coached that it's like we're trying to encourage people like, okay, hey, you need to put money and I mean time into your family? Like yep. great that you you know, your investment portfolio is kicking ass, but is that gonna keep your wife at home with you? Like Yeah, you feel you
1: realize what actually matters and where you've been putting your energy and your time.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and to and to feed what? Are you feeding a job that you actually care about? Right? Are you mm-hmm. is that and somebody else's vision, somebody else's dream and somebody else getting rich because of the work you're doing and while you're ignoring your family, or are you actually investing in your own dream, your own purpose, um, and what, you know, you're meant to bring to the world while also, because when you do that, I feel like that you realize, um, feeds your family, you know, if you allow it to, um, if you feel fulfilled in what you're doing in the world, you're then going to come home and have more to give to your family.
0: Totally. Um, so next for you, for me is, um, so I have the retreat coming up, which is big. It's definitely center stage for me, November 5th, 6th, and 7th, uh, in Ohio, California metamorphosis, check it out. I still, it's a crazy deal. Like I think of how much I've spent to get what they're going to get out of a weekend. It's amazing. Um, I'm also, going to, so I still work with clients one-on-one. I still work with clients on Mindful Dating. Um, I'm reworking uh, Mindful Mates. It's still offered, but I know that I want to massage it (laughs) <laughs> and I'm kind of in the middle of sitting with that. Like and just so everyone knows, all you listeners, when we say we have, are working on something, we have to do it in so many fucking phases. Like we have to get the yes. divine connection. Yes. We have to see, we said, does it line up to our values and our purpose? And then it said, that's happened before we have to fucking design it. So right. I remember just working for a company when they would say, here's the project, here's the timeline, go forth and here's the budget. And now I'm like, fuck, I have to like have an epiphany and make sure it lines up with like the universe and what I promised, my promise to humanity and myself. And I'm like, fuck, this is, it's slow work. <laughs> it's slow it work. is, that's, that's so true though.
1: because Then a lot of it is trial and error. You take action on something and you realize, oh, this is gonna work or this isn't gonna work. And then you kind of have to scrap it and be okay with throwing something out and trying
0: something brand new. Totally. I think one of the things, and you did speak to it, I think one of the things I've admitted to my admitted, maybe I have, is I really want to broaden the amount of people I work with. I like working one on one, but I know I need to expand and um, to work with more people at once. So there's intuitive reads, group reads, but there's also like teams and companies. So I've been looking at that. I actually am working with someone who has a very driven idea of what that looks like. Um, if you're interested, her name's Meredith, um, the connected. Um, and I think that's where I'm stretching. I'm like really trying to stretch myself because I know I have to do the work to hold space. If I want a hundred people in front of me, cause I've had a hundred I've had, I think I've coached up to like 200 and between 200 and 300 people. But to do this really intimate work where you have people have transformative experiences with a, so many people, 100 plus, you as a the trainer, the coach, the intuitive, you better be fucking on your game and really yeah. vulnerable. Because And so to me, that's the work I'm doing to kind of like expand my abilities. And, and I think you and I both, we're expanding our abilities it's messy, it's dirty. It is not like, oh, like I went viral with my, my, you know, video I did. No, it's like, like (laughs) yeah, it's not like that. It's like,
1: well, so, so today I had an emotional breakdown and I realized (laughs) this. (laughs)
0: Like, totally. And then it's like, I think I got it. Oh, nope. I had this conversation with my uh, parents about yeah. the trauma and I had to clean up this and you know, like, yeah, it's messy. The day
1: I thought I was going to do this, but instead I had to just lay in bed all day and think about how <laughs> much uh, I think the world hates me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like you, we have to experience that, which we know people that come to us have experienced yeah. And then we have to do the work that we advise others to do. Or I just, I'm constantly like, or you're, we're going to get spanked in the ass. Like no spanking has come before. Oh yeah. To get the lesson. To well, get we're, the And off we're off. Also, We, we know what we're trying to
1: achieve. We're never going to achieve the things we want unless we do the work first. Yeah. So it's kind of like, duh, it's like,
0: <laughs> well, you got to be, you gotta do this. Carl's <laughs> like, what you're reworking mindful mate oh fuck because he's like that means he's part of it i love it he's like huh, you don't want to work on mindful dating because we we we're we're on the other side of that that. i really think it's in in the couple he's like and i'm like new book i read this book we now need to practice he's like fuck me right (sighs) his negotiations always blowjobs do i get blowjobs oh my god i love it
1: and I'm like well, maybe anyone who who starts dating me is gonna like I should probably just have like a list that I give to somebody if I start dating anyone seriously and just be like just so you know these are the things that you're gonna have to be okay with really really fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I look at Carl and I'm thinking I don't know how the hell I ended up with you because you're not the package I thought like you're I knew I wanted the midwest values that's definitely something but I didn't like we so many things about Carl that I'm like, how is he able to be with me? Cause I am so hippy-dippy. I just staged the family the other day. I'm It'd like, be, ah, da, staging, saging, saging. Because he needed you and you needed him, like, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's what people think we attract like. Like, I don't know, it's not like attracts like. I feel like we attract the opposite. If you think yeah. of attraction and mag something that's being magnetized to you, they're opposites that are being yeah. magnetized. So we attract people who we need something from who compliment us and vice versa.
0: Yeah, totally. So, all right. Now our last part is what's our, like, wish, I want to make sure I say this right. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to say your last goodbye to the listeners before they um, listen to your podcast later?
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, please join me over at my podcast later, uh, when I announce it, but, um, Also, just be prepared to go very deep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you uncomfortable. (laughs) Just a fair warning. Um, and But just thank you guys so much for whether you knew who we are or found us randomly, right, and don't know who we are. Just thank you for being open to listening to us (laughs) sometimes ramble and make very inappropriate jokes and just be who we are. And for accepting us and empowering us to continue doing it, um, for the support that you've given us, for the feedback, you know, even like, you know, there are the people who are like, well, you kind of do this, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so for being real with us, right? For for treating us the way that we would hope um, any of our friends would treat us, um, and for being a witness to our own transformation. Um, and for taking on the work for yourself that we have presented, or, uh, I don't want to say presented, um, encouraged you all to do, uh, that's super brave to even be willing to look at something in a new way and to take on practices. Um, also those of you who got readings with us, thank you guys so much for being vulnerable and sharing yourselves with us and other strangers on the internet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I just, I'm so grateful for the experience and it wouldn't be a podcast and it wouldn't have been as transformative or successful in the way that it has been, um, without you guys. So thank you.
0: And I just want to say, you know, um, there's so many things, so many things you can listen to out there. There's podcasts, YouTube videos, there's so much out there where you can put your attention. And I just want to say thank you for giving us your attention and giving us your ears and your heart and being the kind of humans that are taking yourselves on because that's what I want to leave. My daughter is I want her to know there are men and women, there are a lot of women uh, that are really committed to becoming better humans just and more themselves and showing their gifts and who they are to the world and that's to me bra- bravery in action and that's what I want and that you partnered with Bethany and I to do that thank you because it's been an honor
1: mm-hmm. it's been
0: an honor to be here to share to work with you Bethany and I'm just profoundly grateful and thank you because in this partnership, I got to keep becoming more of myself mm-hmm. and learning and growing. And there's nothing I would fucking want to do anything else than to grow with others. So thank you for the space um, and for your attention. And thank you, Bethany, for being arm in arm in this.
1: Yeah. Thank you to Aaron.
0: all right that's it that's it goodbye everyone thank you we love you adore you and we're so so grateful yes we love you bye bye